Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Whoa, let's go. It is a Vodka Red Bull Friday brought to you by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved Love. throughout the yes. DMV. You know who else is loved throughout the DMV? Who is that? I believe Maryland made. Who's that? Bobby Blanco. What up, Bobby? Hey, Bobby. How you doing, dude? Hey, JP. B. Mitch. Long time no talk. Happy baseball season. I love that techno intro. Reminds me of uh, my mixers down at Gonzaga when Uh-oh. I was in high school. Now Uh-oh. you're talking. Now you're talking. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, we haven't talked in a while, and I don't mean this rude, because the Nats haven't really done anything in a while. Um, pretty quiet off season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys had a lot on your hands covering – the football season, which obviously you guys crushed at, and um, now the Super Bowl's over, switched to the baseball season, and yeah, the Nats had a very quiet offseason. I think this was kind of expected, much like last offseason. They um, you know, weren't expected to sign any of the top free agents. They were going to make minor moves. They did add some pieces, Joey Gallo, Nick Senzel uh, to Major League Deals, Dylan Floro in the bullpen, um, and then they just brought in Jesse Winker, another veteran outfielder on a minor league deal. So those are some names that fans probably would recognize. But other than that, pretty quiet offseason, um, which would be expected. I think if everything goes according to plan this year, maybe next offseason or next spring training when we're having this conversation, we'll be talking about more uh, progressive and interesting offseason. What is it that fans should be looking for this year? Uh, and what are the expectations? I think the expectations are another step forward at the Nats improved by 16 wins last year um, from 2022. So um, I think that's maybe not that much. As that's, that was a bigger leap than I think a lot of people expected, but a, a similar leap, you know, something along the lines of just winning more, um, getting closer to 500. It might not be exactly 81 wins, but maybe closer to 80 wins as opposed to the 71 they had last year. And then, of course, you're looking at the young players at the major league roster. It's uh, Can Mackenzie Gore be more consistent? Uh, can Josiah Gray – you know, take his all-star year and really prove that he can be a top-of-the-line starting um, in this rotation. In this rotation. Um, can Lane Thomas follow up his, you know, kind of breakout season last year? Can C.J. Abrams prove that he can be a superstar in the make him? Uh, can Caber Ruiz back up his contract extension that he got last spring training? And then, of course, you're also looking at the top prospects, Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Brady House. How do they fare on the farm, and do any of them um, make this roster later this summer? How close are any of those guys to to getting called up, maybe specifically Cruz and Wood? Because Wood's the local kid. Cruz was the number two overall pick I think I made his dad last year. Day. I, you're right. He was at something we were both at. Yeah. Big fella. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wood? 
Yes. Wood made it to one of the Commanders games this year, so you probably saw him there. No, nah, nah, it was recently. recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it might have been. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, give us Wood and Cruz, where they're at, expectations, timeline, et cetera. Yeah, I think some national uh, like publications who you know, do this a little more in-depth um, are looking at both of them having the potential to break through this year at some point. The thing about the two of them in the outfield, they really don't have anyone blocking them. Like Lane Thomas is really the only one who's solidified in this outfield. Joey Gallo is a one-year rental. Um, hopefully he could maybe be flipped at the trade deadline if he has a strong first half. And then you got Victor Robles on his last year, probably going to head for free agency at some point this year. Or maybe he can have a good first half and they can flip him as well. Um, and then it's just a bunch of young guys who we've seen come up and, you know, has performed well here and there, but they don't have the pedigree that Dylan Cruz or James Wood have as top prospects, not just in this organization, but in baseball. You mentioned Dylan Cruz being the number two overall pick. James Wood was, as by some reports, a top three prospect last year. Um, so I, I think, you know, they have – their own things they need to figure out. Obviously, they've only been in, you know, Dylan Cruz has only been in pro ball for a couple of months. James Wood just got to double A last year. So that's a big leap to be expected, but they don't really have anyone at the major league roster blocking them. So if they perform well, um, I think by, you know, August, maybe September, you could see them come up and make their major league debuts if they, if they perform out. Now, also going back to what I think they should be expecting if the Nats are playing better and winning more games, you might not see them rush Cruz or Wood or even Brady House up to the majors. I think Brady's a little bit more of a stretch to make the club this year at some point, but he theoretically could, I guess. Um, but if the team is winning, you know, you might not see them turn to them as quickly, um, even if they are performing well. Um, most of them not coming up, though, is contractual – mechanisms right like as long as you wait till after july 1st or something you you get another year of control yeah the new cba kind of got rid of that actually teams are now incentivized to bring them up if you look at like gunner henderson last year the orioles are getting a draft pick because he won rookie of the year so you're kind of incentivized to bring up your top prospects earlier have them perform well you know and if they place i think in rookie of the year voting or mvp voting you know, you get some compensation back for that. So it seems they're actually incentivized to bring up prospects earlier. Um, so they kind of got rid of that Chris Bryant rule. Okay, good. <laughs> so if somebody's balling, they'll start calling them up. Yeah. I, I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, like, I remember you, we were talking a little bit, you know, I think it was like in May or June because James Wood went from, you know, high A to double A quicker than we've ever seen. Um, the Nationals promote a top prospect. And then uh, Cruz was, you know, went from, you know, rookie ball to high A and then uh, single A, then skipped high A altogether, went to double A. So they are not shy of bringing them up when they think they're ready. Um, It's just a matter of the guys proving that they can be, you know, handle, you know, triple A pitching, major league pitching, stuff like that. Talking with our boy Bobby Blanco from Masson Sports. You can follow him at Bobby underscore Blanco. And and am I, I mean, because Cruz played college ball at such a high level, I think, did they win or did they get upset by Florida in the College World Series when he was at LSU? I don't remember, but no, they they won and they he won, was, yeah. he won like the Heisman Trophy of college yeah, baseball. That's what I thought. He was the dude. Like he's he could be close pretty quick, right? Like he's yeah, not a high school he, guy. They've got to develop. They're not going to hold him back because you know they try to take worry about all the amount of years and all that stuff. 
Right, correct. Like, I, and this was something that the Nats kind of focused on in last year's draft, where they focused more on established veteran college bats as opposed to drafting high schoolers. I think they only drafted, I know through their first 10 rounds, they only drafted one high schooler and it was a pitcher. Uh, other than that, they drafted uh, college bats. And they, even their second round pick, Yohandi Morales, was supposed to be a first rounder and they snatched him in the second round. He could be a guy that could fly up, maybe not this year, but sooner rather than later because they have so much experience at top programs at the collegiate level. That's why we saw Dylan Cruz fly up to double A in, you know, less than a month when he made his pro debut. All right, there you go. Um, So there's obviously help coming, right? But what, like, what do they got? Tell me their rotation. I know, you know, obviously you've got Josiah, you've got Mackenzie Gore. What happens after that? Yeah, Josiah and McKenzie are going to be your top two guys. I would imagine one of them, probably Josiah, as long as everyone's healthy, takes uh, the ball on opening day. Um, you, you're on your last co- year of the contract with Patrick Corbin, oh. so he's still around. Um, Trevor Williams currently isn't at spring training because his wife is expecting um, to give birth anytime soon. How but many kids do returns, they have? Don't they already have a couple kids? They have a lot, yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's not with the team he's currently. A Rivers um, yeah, he's Philip Rivers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so uh, – and then you remember – if you remember, uh, Jake Irvin was the guy that came up last year uh, because Kay Cavalli was injured. Um, he was the next kind of prospect up, and he had a surprisingly pretty solid rookie year. So he figures to be back – in that spot. And then Cavalli should be back sometime in June, I think. Um, he's throwing a bullpen today down in West Palm. Um, you know, he's actually throwing bullpens like three times a week, I think I read. So he is on track to recover from his Tommy John surgery and be back in this rotation, hopefully by early parts of the summer and finish out this season. Obviously, he'll be on an innings limit, but um, he'll, he'll be a part of it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's those five guys, Irvin, Corbin, Williams, and then Goran Gray at the top. Uh, with Cavalli coming at some point. You also have Jackson Rutledge, another top prospect, who I think made like two or three starts at the end of last year, slashed some impressive stuff. He's a former first-round pick um, that could also push for uh, a roster spot or a rotation spot if he performs well in spring training. So they have some options, but it's mostly around those guys. Gore Gray, you can even throw Urban in there because he's young and, and was pretty impressive throughout the course of the season last year. Can I ask perhaps a stupid question? Sure. I mean, they're still paying Strasburg, right? Yep. <laughs> what's going on there yeah it's a it's a tricky um situation um we heard mike rizzo speak on wednesday for the first time of course he was asked about it um and you know it's the, the bottom line is strasburg is not going to pitch again and everyone knows that and it's just a matter of figuring out his contract he doesn't want to retire and forfeit all that money even though i think some part of the cba says that if he retires due to an injury he still gets that money. The Nationals don't want to pay him all that money because he's not pitching for them. So they're trying to figure all of that out. Um, and Mike Rizzo came out on Wednesday and said he expects Strasburg to be there. And we haven't seen Steven in like almost two years at this point, literally in person. Like he goes to the ballpark when we're not there. Um, and he, otherwise he stays at home. So he has a locker down in West Palm Beach. He has a locker at Nationals Park. He's got a jersey. He's on the 40-man roster. He's getting paychecks. But he is not present, and Dave, uh, Mike Rizzo said that you know they expect him to report at some point and help out at some point. I mean, even just having him in the clubhouse helps these young pitchers so much because you know of everything he's accomplished in his career. World Series MVP has had one of the best changeups in the game for so long. 
Um, you know, when he was healthy and pitching, he was a dominant starting pitcher. So he can help these young guys a lot if he is around. So they're just trying to get anything out of him. Um, but it is, yeah, it is a major question mark of if he actually shows up. I think per the rules, he has until next Saturday to actually report before the team can officially, you know, whether they do this or not, but they could they could technically fine him or punish him for not reporting. Yeah, when you leave it uh, that much money, How much cash are we and talking? it's in the player's hands, he ain't going nowhere. I think he's got three years left, and it's he'll like show up. He go <laughs> 30, 35 million a year, yeah, something like that. He's yeah. showing up. He he may not be around doing much, but he's gonna show up. That's a lot. But of the problem dough, is, man. B. Mitch, he hasn't shown up in over a year. I well, mean, he's been around, but like not around the team. They don't. So he must come around enough to where they can't find him. He comes around, I think, when the team's not at home. He uses the facility in the Nationals Park. Um, does he still live like, in the D.C. He, area? I figure he's back yeah, in he Cali. Does. No, he, I think after he signed his last contract, I'm pretty sure he moved here full-time. It's not earlier than that. Man, what a mess wow. that is, dude. From everybody, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but from everything I understand, Rizzo wanted to give him like a two-year deal, and then one of the learners, Boris, got a hold of him and was like, all right. Seven years, forty million a year, or whatever it was. <laughs> Listen to the guy, yeah, baseball it was guy. Five million a year. Yeah, I mean, God damn. <laughs> um, hey, I got one more, Bobby, and I don't know what you can answer here. Um, yeah. Orioles are getting sold or are sold like that. That is a that is approaching Dundealville. Um, yeah. Obviously, the TV stuff has been a problem for Washington. Uh, the learners wanted to sell or maybe just sell a majority interest. Where is all that? For the Nats, because I think when that kind of stuff gets taken care of, maybe they can start running this thing like a big league club again. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about that. You know, I'm strictly on the covering baseball side of it. Um, so, like the business side of that, I I don't you know know too much about. I, get, I, I, understand. I can, Yeah, but I, I could I can say that you know I think a lot of people always figured that you know before the Nationals were sold because the the holdup is that you know, a potential buyer wants to know how much money they're earning from the TV rights deal. And to fully understand that maybe the Orioles would have to be sold first. And, you know, people didn't think that would happen. And now all of a sudden it's happening. So I think, it, you know, for both sides, potentially it could be a good thing. But again, I don't, I don't know too much on, on that front, more than anyone else's. I mean, I read what everyone else is reporting and, but I don't have any like behind the scenes insider on that. But I do think, you know, this move, if, if it goes for, it seems like everyone in baseball wants it to happen. So it could potentially be good for both sides. Well, Bobby, I'm sure you can answer this question. Your baseball expertise, you've seen Josiah Gray. You know what kind of yeah. stuff he has. We have a, a one of our producers here who hadn't played baseball, I would say, in at least 12 years. He say he can hit Josiah. You think he can? Ooh. I, I get this question a lot, actually. Is like, do you think if you stood in the box, could you hit – if you got 100 swings, could you hit a major – I would say no, just because. <laughs> but look, he, he tried to, to put rules saying he could only throw fastballs. No, he got to throw everything he has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, only fastballs, then you're just kind of timing it up and, and sitting yeah. on it. But you also know their fastballs, you know, move themselves. You're not always down straight down the pipe. You could throw a fastball I high and I want to throw one curve and he won't be in the box the rest of the day. There's yeah, no one way. curve or one changeup that completely just buckle you and you're done. <laughs> I always say, like, if you're in there and you and someone throws you high and tight, I'm like, I'm out. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Dude, if somebody throws a baseball at me 92 miles an hour, I'm I'm walking away. I think he goes a little, little I, faster than that, though. 
Sure, but he yeah, doesn't have to throw me his slow. hot stuff. He doesn't have to throw me his top. Like, I'll probably get out of there at 85. I'm going to be honest right. with you. I have yeah, no, no desire. Like, I, I'm not standing in against that heat. Jeff claims you will. Bro, the only way I'm jumping out the box is if he hit me. Okay. If he hit me, yeah, and yeah. then he send one right back down to me, oh, yeah, I jump out the box. But if I know he's not going to hit me, I'm not jumping out the box, bro. But that's the thing about it. You I don't know. know. I, I got I faith know. in Josiah control, bro. He ain't going to hit me. I'm not saying Josiah will try to hit you. I'm just saying, like, he'll throw something that looks like it's going to hit you and then a last <laughs> second miss you. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm out. Uh, Bobby, let Josiah know I have I do not have any delusions of grandeur. I would not get a hit off him, and I would not stand in the box against him. All right? Oh, I'll, I'll relay that message when I'm in West Palm next week. All right. Uh, how much are you looking forward to getting down there? Oh, man. I mean, I heard you at the top of the show say you're going to get snow this weekend. Like, let's, like get me out of here. I'm, right. I'm going down ready for to go to a day, week right? next week. Give me yeah, uh, get down. The Nats' win total is low, dude. It's 66 and a yeah. half. Last year, they won 71 games. Why do they have them backtracking? You know, I, some of these projections I, I don't fully understand because, you know, they do the same. It's kind of the same every year, no matter what the team does. Um, you know, I think the most obvious example, too, is like recently with the Orioles, like they expected them to win like 60-something games back-to-back years. And, then you know, they won 85 or 88, what it was, two years ago. And then, of course, 101 last year or so. Um, you know, it's, I don't understand some of these projections. I think they take into account what they – you know, the realistic improvements and obviously taking back some injuries. Like, I think one thing the Nationals could hurt the Nationals this year is that they got really lucky last year with the injury bug. Like, they were one of the least injured, especially in the rotation uh, teams in baseball. I think it's going to be hard to count on that happening again just by, you know, sure luck and fate. Like, that's just not how sports works. So you're going to have to deal with some injuries probably more so this year which could also hamper your win total. But, yeah, those projections, I, I try not to pay too much attention to them. I look at what they do on the field and what other teams across the league are doing as opposed to some of these projections. So you're telling me to take the over? Sure, let's take the over. I'll go with, I'll <laughs> with you. All right, there you go. Hey, I know you I know you obviously cover the Nats, but you're a big Washington football fan. What do you yeah. think of the, the Dan Quinn, Joe Witt, Cliff Kingsbury situation? Yeah, I have to be honest, like, was not too excited when it came to Dan Quinn. I do think the Ben Johnson situation kind of put the commanders in a bad spot, in an awkward spot, and I don't really blame the Harris group for that. But, um, you know, I I was not expecting this staff that he puts together. I mean, this coaching staff is unbelievable. I, I, I think that it's really exciting. And I saw, I think, was it Ben Standing pointed out on Twitter, like, you know, these aren't like, you know, Ron hiring everyone from Carolina hires. They're from all over the place. Yeah. And it was like nepotism. They're all like based on merit, which I think is pretty interesting and exciting. I think that is interesting and exciting. What I say is too. bleep Ben Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, thank you, Bobby. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Enjoy Florida, dude. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Enjoying talking baseball with you. All right, bro. All right. Give him a follow if you want at Bobby underscore Blanco, B L A N C O. When we come back, Let's react to some Cliff Kingsbury from yesterday. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Listen, there are no games going on. Till this weekend, you have the All-Star game, but you can go to FanDuel and check out all kinds of other bets. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. 
Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. First online real money wage only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in seven days. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gambler. All right, boys. A um, lot for us to discuss here. Uh, my beautiful wife texted me. Hey, we are somehow missing a couple of bowls from the kitchen. Did you bring any to work? Yes. I said, I took one. She said, that's weird. We're missing three. And I said, I'll double check, but I only took one. Did you find the other ones? She said, we're also missing spoons. I said, that's weird. You, she, you didn't take spoons? She said, I had a theory. I said, maybe the girls are hiding stuff. She said, the girls are not hiding silverware around the house. My little one might be. Well, I think your wife already knows it's probably you. Well, I thought it was only fair for me to go look around. Just as a refresher, you had to bring that bowl into work because previously, so you could heat up food, previously you used a red Solo cup and it melted. Yeah. I just looked around the kitchen. Did you find any bowls? I'll be right back. (laughs) Where are you going? I I think he's going to look around the kitchen. He found all the damn bowls that his wife was talking about. Listen, your wife knows who she's married to. Uh, uh, Lauren, he has right. two bowls. I have two bowls. Two sauces One, two. and a spoon. I have a spoon and two plates. You know, Lauren, hey, I yo. always, listen, I always talk about how JP is. But I'm going to have to say this. You married him. I got to be honest. <laughs> the fact that this much of my stuff was in the kitchen here leads me to believe I probably have some more spoons floating around somewhere. Oh, there's 100% more stuff here. Bro, you. It's just dude, disappeared. You have to find a way. This is my soup diet. Right down. I thought I brought this home in my defense. No, ain't no defense. You Is that think, not a defense? No, I thought I brought you it can home. You think what the hell you want. 
but you didn't do it. So, Lauren, we're going to talk next time I see you. I thought I brought them home. Um, who do you think would steal my spoons? Russell? No. Linnell? Nobody stole your spoons. You probably got them in your bag. Be, you lost I... them somewhere. Yo, maybe they are in my bag. <laughs> Lindini, what are the odds I pull a spoon out of this If you backpack? pull a spoon out of the bag, I'm tackling you. I mean, probably you will. Um, he got spoons somewhere. Oh, I found the bag in the truck. She said it's either in your truck or at work. She seemed very confident. But, but she knows and so who, far, considering I found I two bowls and two plates. The woman knows who she married. But still, I'm asking the question. You married him. Why? Um, no spoons. No spoons? No spoons in my backpack. That's uh, good. Just go look in there. You'll find one. Look at that. Uh, the, they have a dishwasher over there, don't they? At our house? No, in the kitchen. No, there's no dishwasher. I don't think. No. Okay. Well, look in the, look in the drawer. You 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 brought it here, I'm sure. I bet there's an. I, I bet oh, somebody. Look at some of that junk you got over there. I I cleaned my junk pile the other day, and it looks junky again. Not like it did. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is progress. I found a bunch of stuff, sweetheart. I'm bringing home two bowls, two plates, and a spoon. I still think the kids are hiding silverware. Um, let's hope they're not listening because they might take offense to that. Um, well, they know their dad. They know their dad. Believe me. Landfill, are you at all surprised that I have two bowls, two plates, and a spoon here at the office? Uh, I'm not. I am. There's obviously more spoons because who would bring two bowls and one spoon? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And two plates. There's probably also, yeah, there's two plates. There's probably also a fork, maybe. Um, fork situation. Greenberg texted me Spoongate, and Greg said, if you pull a spoon out of your bag, I don't ever want to hear you talk about rooster again. <laughs> So, there was no spoon in my bag. Now, could there be a spoon floating around in my truck, just on the floor somewhere? Probably. Highly possible. Um, I thought I thought Lauren had two kids. I got but two every day, phones. Every day I come into work, I'm noticing she has three. Nah, not me, dog. Oh, you, dog, for sure. You got the wrong guy. Oh, we got the right guy. Um, Cliff Kingsbury talked about I thought this was really smart. Um, evolution. Evolution. Uh-huh. Adapting. Adaptation. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. If your offense isn't evolving, it's just not going to work. And I think he understands that. Yeah. And I think he's at a better place maybe just working as a coordinator right now than being a head coach. Because you know what? He did not seem to want to have to deal with all the head coach stuff. Yeah. A lot of people don't. You're going to hear from Cliff Kingsbury when we return. I'm going to see if I can find any more silverware. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
It is a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday, baby. Ease into that weekend. Nice glass full of vodka with a whole bunch of caffeine in it. All right, B. Uh, Kingsbury talked yesterday. I want to do Kingsbury and I want to do Joe Witt. I thought both were impressive yeah. for different reasons. I almost applaud Kingsbury's not giving a bleepness. But I do think when kind of real topics came up that he could actually speak on, like he's not going to talk about Caleb Williams. He's not going to talk about choosing the commanders over the Raiders or how that all went down. Um, But I I did think there was some insight there. Um, Let's talk about people make this assumption with Cliff that he's still running the air raid. Like it's Mike Leach calling plays in 1998. (laughs) Here's uh, Kingsbury talking about the air raid offense. I'm sorry, Landini. Number seven, please. Yeah. At Texas Tech, um, University of Houston, you know, we had Case Keenum and Patrick Mahomes, so we were throwing it a ton, and it was spread offense just like a lot of those are. You get in the NFL, you, you learn the nature of that game and, and the different personnel groups and um, the matchups and, and things like that, and I'm not sure where we were on, on pass percentage my last three years there, but I, I know it wasn't at the top. Um, so we want to be balanced. We want to be able to run the football and, and uh, play action pass and um, really do whatever it takes to win. But the air raid deal is is you know, I'm honored to be a part of that because it was Mike Leach, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but uh, I wouldn't categorize anything we do under that name. All right. Um, I may have little elements of it, but it's not necessarily the air raid. And I think that's what people have to understand, and I admire the way Quinn has put this thing together where he has people on offense and defense from different backgrounds, which makes your meetings a little better because you give – a different opinion and a different way you can look at something, which make it can better equip you to, uh, to try and break something down. Yeah, man, you and I were just talking about in the break how, you know, you watch Andy's offense. Yeah. And it's not the same as it was when you played in it, but it's also quite close and yeah. you can see similar concepts, you right? You can see the base concepts. But he also has that way of making sure the people that are very, very outstanding, they, he don't try to put them in a box. Right. And I, and I think that's kind of what Cliff is probably telling you that, hey, man, we run segments of it or portions of the air raid, but we're not the air raid. We're multiple things. Uh, you, how about this? Like just the East, the West Coast offense. Four coaches run it. You see four different things. Sure, not the exact same. Um, Jeff Scanina just got hired in Dallas, uh, working on their D line. Former Commanders D line coach. So, I think Dan Quinn is really excited to get another chance as a head coach, right? Um, but at the same time. He's going to run things differently than he did in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I think Kingsbury, after bouncing around and doing a year in college, is probably on some level excited to not deal with, like think about how excited Cliff seemed to be yesterday to talk to the media. <laughs> you know what head coaches have to do? Talk to the media. Talk to the media a lot. You know what Cliff's going to have to do? He did that presser yesterday. He'll, he'll probably, talk to him once a week. He'll probably have to do one more this summer, one at training camp, and then once a week. 
But a lot of coaches are different. Like some coaches let their play, let their assistants talk. Andy, he didn't. Coordinators, once you get into yeah. the season, have to once a week. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think Cliff's going to mind that. I asked him the differences from being a head coach to a coordinator and if he's looking forward to that difference. Number five, Landini. Being able to just focus on the offense um, will be great. You know, Dan has, has a bunch on his plate. I've, I've sat in that seat, and so you're dealing with the entire picture. Uh, with me now, it's, it's focusing on that group and, and trying to maximize who we are personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, and being the best we can um, just in that area. So to be able to back up and, and do that again is exciting, to put all that focus just into that um, and ready to get to work. Ready to get to work. Uh, I'm going to play one I more. Especially hear that much bass in his voice when you just look at his face. Yeah. yeah. He's got a deep one. Yeah. Yeah. He's deeper than me. Um, He's just raspy. Yeah. my Right now, I don't know what I got going on. I'm trying new meds. I'm on Mucinex now, Landfill. Maybe that'll be the cure. Um, let's do two things. I want to play one more Kingsbury cut, but before we do that, Caller number 10, right now, 800-636-1067. You can win two tickets to see the Caps Monday, February 26th against the Ottawa Senators at Capital One Arena. For tickets and the complete Capital schedule, visit thefandc.com slash contest, courtesy of the Washington Capitals. That'll be a fun game. Now, Landini, I'm going to look at something before I do something here. This is the last time we're giving the tickets away, right? That was a this week ticket giveaway. I'd like to point out a few things from the read we've been given on this ticket read. Let's start with Brian. Please pay attention here. Uh, I want to be clear. It's 800-636-1067. Caller number 10 can win a pair of tickets to Cap Senators. The first part of this read given to me to give away the tickets says, be caller 10 to 800-637-1067. Now, also, Landfill and Jeff did not give me this read. This it gets handed to them, and then they hand it to me. So I'm not blaming the I boys. I think somebody heard you say it before. They just thought it was that. Okay. I'm going to read it verbatim. Ready? <laughs> Be caller 10 to 800-637-1067 to win two tickets to see the Capitals Monday, February 26th versus the Ottawa at Capital One Arena. Like, it's a good thing I know it's the damn Ottawa Senators. <laughs> It's impressive. You just don't mind throwing everybody under the bus. I don't know who I'm throwing under the bus, which makes it much easier. And that might be the problem. Maybe it's the cluster buster. If the cluster buster doesn't know the damn call-in number, I think we got bigger (laughs) problems. I am convinced he knows the number. I'm just saying. It's a hell of a read. See the Capitals play the Ottawa. Um, (laughs) One question people were trying to get out of Kingsbury a number of ways and he was smart enough to not give you much. Smart man. Uh, number 10, talking about Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's a great kid, there's no doubt. And, and like I mentioned earlier, just getting to watch Lincoln um, from afar and, and observe him and, and how he coaches and how he schemes things up and his processes was huge. And, and then just being around the younger players and really diving back into the everyday teaching. Sometimes when you're a head coach, you, you step back from the one-on-ones um, a little bit, and, and this allowed me to get back into that vein. Okay, so he's not going to give you anything on Caleb. Clearly right. likes him. What do you expect him to say? I hate that kid? No. Nah, but you know, or, uh, we got to trade everything to get him? Yeah. He's not saying anything. 
I because that is not his place or job to do that. Sure, and it's probably kind of nice to not yeah. have to deal with that. True, totally. I do think this gave us some insight on the process because whatever you want to say about quarterbacks, developing them ain't easy, or everybody would have one. Mm-hmm. Number six, Landini, Cliff Kingsbury on the roadmap to develop a young quarterback. First off, you got to have talented players to work with. There's no doubt. I've been very fortunate to be around some really good players, good people, but I just try to figure out what makes them tick. Um, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody processes differently, likes different plays, um, sees the game differently. So I really try to get to the uh, bottom of who they are as a person, who they are as a player, and, and build it around them. So Cliff said trying to figure out who the person is and build around them. Joe Witt, we're going to play the Joe Witt audio in a little while. I thought he kind of said some similar things. It is easy to say the right things right now. Yeah. But, damn, you got to like what they're saying. They're like what they're saying because they seem to know what they're talking about. They seem to have a game plan of what they're doing. And also, it seems like they've had conversation. Although they're not all from the same background, which I am so happy to know. I don't want to have all these people from one damn place like we had before. And I think they're going to be able to bounce stuff off each other. He talked about having Lynn there now, former head coach where I can bounce off of, and he brings a different aspect of the running game than I've seen before. That can only make him a better coach if he get a head coach if he get that chance again. Totally. Because, like, let's be real. Football coaches are just like rappers Ooh. and comedians. Everybody steals everybody's stuff. That's getting tweeted, B. That's pretty good. It's the truth. Because whenever somebody is hot, what do you do? Oh, I got I to gotta take some of that. Everybody does it. So if you're a coach and you think, oh, my stuff is better than everybody, I don't need to change anything, won't be around very long. When you drop bars it's like that. It's called biting, son. That was great. Chris Miles joins us, bringing us up to speed on all things NBA. Going into the All-Star break. Don't go anywhere. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 